What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. How about yourself? Welcome back. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. Nice to see you. Where exactly would you like to start this morning? Uh, should we get the, the ugly out of the way first? The ugly? Yeah. Uh, uh, the New York City. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, the New York City. Yeah, the New York bit. Yeah. yeah, all right. So, New York City. We knew that this was going to be a disaster anyway, right? We already knew this. What's happened? The ridiculous mayor up there, de Blasio, he's decided to cut a billion dollars from the NYPD budget. A billion dollars. Which, by the way, according to AOC, that's not enough. Defunding the police mean, to her means defund the police. She actually said that on a podcast uh, over the last couple of days. So that's not good enough for her. So now what's happened? Uh, they're calling this the nightmare of New York, right? COVID-19, BLM protesters and a liberal mayor are turning the city into a no-go zone as murders have skyrocketed. Shops are looted and 500,000, right? A half a million people. Uh, a half a million middle class residents, they have fled the city. The number of shooting victims has gone up 51 percent to 616 this year in New York City alone. In June, there were 250 shootings compared to 97 in the same month of 2019. Many blame New York's mayor, Bill de Blasio, who slashed police funding. New York State has suffered the highest coronavirus death toll in America. Of course they have. Of course they have. So again, you cut the police and the crime goes up. Hello, I mean, th- does this not make any sense to anybody? Is this not ringing? Uh, is this not ringing alarm bells? Look what happened when you had those uh, those idiots out there in Seattle take over those uh, eight, what was it eight city blocks that Chaz or Chop or whatever it was. Look mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. They ran the police out of there. The mayor was on board with it. And what happened? You had rapes. You had looting. You had people getting shot and killed. You had assaults. All when you get rid of the police. And now you're just, you've decided to cut a billion dollars from the NYPD. What do you think people are going to do? Who in their right mind is going to stay in that city? How can you stay in that city? If you're still in these cities, I mean, what we called it before all the riots and all the protests, get out, right? Get out. If you're in one of the, these major cities, these major cities are going to tank. Get out. You need to get out while you can. So people are leaving. The scenes described above took place last weekend. Shioka Thompson, 23, and his friend Stephanie Perkins, 39, had been gunned down on the steps of Shioka's Brooklyn home. His school teacher mother, Sophia, was saying even as as the person died, he was trying to shield it. He was trying to shield her with his own body, and it makes makes no sense. Neither of them did anything wrong. With the gunman still on the loose and their families insisting neither victim had any links to drugs or gangs, the pair appeared to be the latest in grim statistics in a crime wave sweeping the city. And you see these figures, right? You see these figures. The figures released by the NYPD showed that for the first six months of 2020, there were 176 murders, a 23% increase on the same period of last year. Looting is continuing in Manhattan. They're smashing out storefronts still. Also on month to month, burglaries are up 119% and car thefts are up 48%. You know, New York, by by and large, has a very low rate of car theft anyway. 
So I, I, I mean, I could chalk that one up because the amount of cars that are that are actually stolen in New York City that's not very that's not very high because not very many people in New York City own cars. A lot of people take trans or you know mass transit, and other people take uh, taxis and Ubers and everything else. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you know auto theft is all that high. Even though auto theft, I think in, in general, you know, any auto theft is bad, but uh, you'll never get that number to zero. De Blasio has announced, or excuse me, De Blasio has introduced criminal justice reforms. That means getting rid of police, including change to bail for dozens of offenses. Also, we're yeah, we're going to get rid of bail restrictions now, huh? Which has meant violent criminals have been released onto the streets. And he's also ended the NYPD's controversial stop and frisk policy. Uh, but yeah, they're out there in the streets. They're they're smashing, they're they're burning, they're looting still. And there's no coverage of the of the news media on this, is there? There there's nothing. No, we haven't seen word one out of any of this stuff on the media. I know that this is kind of heavy for a morning show, but for crying out loud. I mean, New York City, right? I mean, I lived and worked in that city for for a for a, a fair amount of time, and you know what? That place is a tourist hotspot for all people from all over the world. And I guarantee you that that's not actually happening right now. Shops and restaurants, right? They're boarded up. Hotels are closed. So why would somebody go to New York City? But yeah, anyway, let's just say I won't be visiting New York City anytime soon. Um, I don't have any interest in, in visiting my I actually I do have a concern. We, we've talked about having people in large cities um, moving out and, and, you know, going to these smaller communities. Uh, the only the only problem is, is as we've talked before, you know, leave your politics behind in New York and, and learn the politics there in your local local uh, area. But also, um, if everybody's congregating to these uh, red states specifically, the ones that have the freer, you know, less taxes, they're freer to do things. That's going to cause these places to get even, you know, heavily populated and you're going to run into the same issue. The same situation that we're seeing now in the long run, it's going to be the same thing unless you change your ideology. You know, you're, you're so I, I don't know, man, it's I want people to get out of there and, and you know, live a good, happy life. But I don't I don't want them to ruin it for everybody else at the same time, you know. Yeah, because you see what people do now, right? They leave those states like California. They'll leave the California area. They'll go to places like Utah. They'll go to places like Denver. They'll go to places or yeah, Salt Lake City. They'll go to places like Denver. They'll go to places like uh, Houston, Austin, uh, DFW, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth. They'll go down there. They'll be essentially transplants. You'll bring that ideology with you. You left that area because it was a failing hellhole, and now you're bringing it to where you came to, and then it's, that area is turning into a hellhole. Do you people not get it? Do you not understand that these policies don't work? So you come along and you vote in these these idiots that destroy your society like everybody loses in that. Why would you leave that area and you say you leave it because you're like, oh, I don't, I don't like it. I, I don't like the, the fact that there's a bum that sleeps on my uh, my doorstep and uses my uh, my mailbox as a toilet. But then you go somewhere else, you move out of there, you're happy to be out of it, you start a new life, and then you vote in the same people that allow that type of behavior. Mm -hmm. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me. So, yes, get out of the cities. But that old adage, leave it behind you, leave it behind you. Us out in in, in rural America, we're good people, but we like the way that things are. We don't want that progressive change because this is why we don't live in the cities, right? This is why we don't move to the cities. I moved to the cities for business opportunities, but we don't largely live in the cities because we don't like that kind of thing. So if you're going to come out, you're going to be part of the town, then be part of the town that you moved to. Don't bring your old town that that fell off of, uh, fell off the edge of a cliff with you. 
leave that behind you. So New York City, right? Michael Cohen, you remember him? You know, the, the Trump guy that they tried to get him on. They got him on some expired taxicab medallions about 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be on house arrest, right? He was in um, uh, he was in Otisville. And then, of course, because of Corona, he got released. Well, he was spotted out at a restaurant in New York City. And now they're saying he could throw him back in prison because of it, because he's supposed to be on house arrest. You know, every time I go out to every time I've been on house arrest, Bruce, I, I like going out to restaurants in New York City, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The staffers I, I, I usually at the time. choose a little local. Yeah, you take a local place. You take a, take a greasy spoon yeah. diner where nobody can spot you, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I certainly wouldn't have gone to um, to one of these uh, these restaurants on the Upper East Side like they did in Manhattan's Upper East Side. So they went there and they got seated at a sidewalk table just right around the corner from his Park Avenue department. But you're supposed to be on house arrest, Mr. Cohen. But he and his wife and another couple spent uh, about an hour chatting before they became the last patrons to leave around 1130 p.m. At the same time, staffers were preparing to close the eatery where the signature dish of Cajun chicken costs thirty six dollars, and a New York prime steak is fifty five dollars. Uh, the Cohens both put on well, that's normal New York, but yeah, but the Cohens both put on face masks before exchanging hugs with the other couple and walking off. All that say they're thinking public health. Uh, he's also eaten at another posh nearby restaurant, Ivor Madison on East Sixtieth Street, is one source the staffer told. Yeah, okay. He's nice and he used to come here all the time, one of the staffers said. But anyway, he's supposed to be serving a three-year sentence for crimes that include tax evasion, bank fraud, lying to Congress, uh, as well as covering up hush money payments to porn star Stormy Daniels. And you remember that one? And ex-Playboy model Karen McDougal. So, yeah. Anyway, like I said, they released him from uh, from prison due to the coronavirus on May 20th. So uh, it looks like a judge even refused his... Um, uh, his re- his request to reduce the sentence. So 10 months into his prison sentence, it's time that Cohen accept the consequences of his criminal convictions for the serious crimes that he had far-reaching institutional harms. Yeah, okay. So he could possibly be going back to prison. So hope you enjoyed that steak, Mr. Cohen. <laughs> You're probably not going to be getting another why, why are we imprisoning people that are guilty of tax evasion? Well, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that. They were trying to get him to roll over on Trump. They were trying to get him to lie on Trump. Oh, I understand. And, and he wouldn't do it. So they started digging. And when you start digging on somebody, I mean, for crying out loud, you're going to find something, right? You're going to find something. And what'd they get this guy on? The, the expired taxi cab medallions from like a decade and a half ago. So, Which are I mean, stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That it's whole ridiculous. system is re- retarded. It is. It is. It's, it's stupid. I mean, I certainly I certainly I'll take the Adam Carolla stance on this. If I get some if I'm the government and I and I get somebody uh, evading taxes, the last thing I want to do is throw them in prison. That's the last thing I want to do. I, I want them out there working so they can pay restitution. Right. Right. It, it makes a lot of sense. Right. They were they were tax evading. So let's throw them in prison that the taxpayers pay for that. They won't yeah, earn any makes, money to pay the taxes. Like, right. Right. It makes a lot of sense. But the other thing is that that whole the the taxi medallion thing. God, that is so stupid. Like, it's ridiculous. That whole it's system absolutely is. Ridiculous. It, yeah, it really is. And those those medallions are what were they like? A hundred thousand a pop. Like they're Something ridiculously like that, yeah. expensive. Yeah. It's so stupid. So yes, th- there's that. And then look, like I said, they just wanted they they wanted him to to roll over on Trump. That's all. That's why he was up there saying, oh, I've, I've, the, he was giving the statement to, uh, in, to Congress and he said, uh, I've never met anyone that's more racist and more bigoted <laughs> because Trump fired him. Right. So he's going to say anything he wants. And you know sure. that he was behind the scenes getting coached anyway on what to say. So mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, it was it, it's it's nonsense. They wanted him to lie to make up something about Trump. 
and he didn't do it. So they held that over his head. And when Trump fired him after that, when Trump fired him, well, what else did he have to lose at that point? He became useless. So they stuck 15 years over his head anyway. So or 10 years over his head anyway. But anyway, yes, that's uh, that's uh, that's Mr. Cohen. Like I said, hope you enjoyed the steak. All right. Bullet trains. What do you got? Right. So bullet trains. Now, we don't really have these in the U.S. There is God, what is it? The, the guy that does uh, Virgin Galactic. What uh, what is his name? Uh, Sir Richard Branson. Yes. He actually has a bullet train company here in the U.S., yeah, uh, I'm struggling to remember what the name was because the article doesn't actually talk about it. But anyway, all that to say, Japan has is, is, uh, created a new one that goes even faster. I believe the current testing, they said it'll go 230 is what they're they're planning, 230 miles per hour. But the, the testing is 250 miles per hour. That said, they also have one that's called a maglev. And those are, they use magnetism to, to levitate the train off the track. So it doesn't actually need like um, yes, they have uh, one here. Wheels and whatnot. Yeah, they have yeah. one here, and it works. Those ones, right? And those ones, uh, the one that they were showing tests of, were traveling at 311 miles per hour. Now, the new one that Japan has made, it has some backup batteries and some other equipment. You know, self propulsion and everything can run on these batteries. And the reason that they have these is. Anytime there's an earthquake, if they lose power for whatever reason, or if they lose power at all for whatever reason, they'll be able to continue moving the train out of a high risk area. So, for example, if the train loses power on a tra- uh, uh, like a bridge or something, they would be able to move off of that into a more secure or safer location. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they're on like a mountainside in case of like a mudslide or something, you know, of, of that magnitude. So... Anyway, th- that's kind of a big deal, you know, especially with the the whole earthquake, uh, the damaged nuclear reactor back in the day. So it's just it's an interesting uh, concept. They're they're uh, talking about bringing these same things to the U.S. and the the proposed one, I believe, is I'm wanting to say it's L.A. to Vegas. They're wanting to have one between there and and the the travel times be about seventy minutes, roughly seventy to seventy five minutes, somewhere in there. So. You know, close to an hour and a half, give or take. You could go from LA to to Vegas. Um, I'm curious, and this is this is kind of um, your thoughts on this with COVID and everything going on. Do you, do you think this is going to hamper mass transit like this? Do you think it's going to slow it down? I think it will slow down if people let it slow down. So yes, if people capitulate, then yes, it will slow down. If people don't, then it will accelerate. Does, it, does that make sense? So if people continue to put up with this this method of control, then the system will keep pushing. They'll use all methods of society in order to squeeze society more and more in terms of control using the guise of public health. But if people don't push back on that, then that, 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 that's what will happen. If they do push back on it, then we can actually get these people out of the way and make this pandemic irrelevant, if, if you see where I'm going with it. Right. Well, and part of the reason I asked that is in Japan, one of their bullet trains from Tokyo to it's southwest of Tokyo. I, I forget what the city is called. Anyway, that that specific line has 450,000 people that travel a day uh, on on these bullet trains. The new model that they've made, it can be up to 16 cars long. Now, you, you could imagine having, you know, these kind of transit systems here in the U.S., which I, part of me kind of wonders why we don't have something 
especially like on the East Coast where it's more densely populated, you know, it's really surprising that we don't have something there already like this. We should. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it would be a, a great form of alternate, you know, transportation. You wouldn't have to use uh, jets or, or you know, drive yourself. You know, it, it theoretically would be more um, environmentally friendly, you know, all these different things, right? You could power it using electricity generated from nuclear reactors or even natural gas, which is cleaner than coal. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense why we don't have these if we have so many environmentalists that are saying we're, we're destroying everything. So why not move to technologies that are more efficient, you know, cleaner? Well, you of- notice you notice they're, hip- they're hypocrites at that, too, because if you look at like, for example, the Green New Deal, right? That's the Mac Daddy of, of all environmental things, right? Like that's that's right. the big national, the U.S. national thing. So you look at that. What was one of the specific things in there? High speed rail, right? The infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was in there. Same thing with California. Under Governor Jerry Brown, they started the, quote, high speed rail construction. Well, you've heard GP talk about it. What'd they do? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's gone bust. Yeah. See, it's yeah. how they don't actually believe in this stuff. See, that's real progress no. that you're talking about, which I believe we need to have. That's real progress. See, they want those particular things. They want to they want to be able to push that idea that um, that that high speed rail to nowhere you know, nonsense. They want to push that. They want to control that agenda because they want to be able to steer the contracts to their friends where they can rake the money off of. And put it into their war machine, right? And into their mm-hmm. coffers, into their uh, re-election campaigns. That's why the California project has gone bankrupt, and now you've got nothing but these giant uh, supposed central stations out there that had water and electricity put in them, but then everything else ceased. Well, what did you do by doing that? You just created massive homeless shelters. That's all you did, and that's all that they were designed to do. So, yes, high-speed rail—that's a real thing. They have it here. They have high speed rail mm-hmm. here. I've been on it. It's amazing, right? It's it's amazing. It's like taking a jet on land. It's incredible. And it's it's affordable, to be fair, right? It, it's it's affordable. It's it's comfortable, it's clean, it's nice. But the United States, we have to do an entire infrastructure project around it. We can't just take our existing infrastructure and adapt over top of it. We have to tear out all of our rail beds largely, because they're all World War II you know, post-World War II era stuff. All that stuff has to right. come out. We have to relay all the lines. We have to redo all the rail beds and everything. Because right now, if you look at uh, rail travel in the United States, you can travel by rail in the United States, especially in the Northeast, through Amtrak. Who is running Amtrak? The U.S. government. How fast can you go on an Amtrak train? Barely 50 miles an hour. Because the train is just so wobbly and it's it, you feel it, it feels like a death trap. So it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. You want to actually advance the society in terms of infrastructure when it comes to high speed rail. You've got to get the government out of the way. You've got to get rid of this green contract, this green energy nonsense that's being steered by these corrupt politicians and corrupt establishments and institutions. And you've got to get some real capitalists in there that want to actually build. That's what you have to do. So guys like Musk, guys like uh, Sir Richard Branson that actually want to build, not steal the money uh, and have the project go bust. And then you're in, you end up with nothing. So it doesn't help anybody. There should be high speed rail throughout the entire state of Ohio to go from major city to major city to major city. That should have happened 40 years ago. And it's not there. There should be high speed rail that goes from New York to Orlando, Florida or to Miami, Florida that you can take and you can be you can be down there in six hours should happen. 
Should happen, but it's not there. Should have been done years ago. We should be way ahead of the curve on this, but we're 50 years behind because of these regressives that are in these political offices. I agree. And, you know, some of our competitors uh, like China, they actually transit more people on bullet trains per day than all other nations combined. It's like, why, why are we why are other nations like that, which are our competitors so far ahead of us? Technologically speaking, you know, when it when it comes to the system uh, and, and you said it, it's the corruption and it's the oh, we're going to start on the project. This is how much it's going to cost. This is how long it's going to take. Oh, we ran into some delays and it increased the price by 10 times. And it's going to take us multiple years longer to, to finish this. That's, no, that's we're doing it for you. We're, well. we're doing it for you. Right. We, we need that high speed rail right. to so and so because that's that's going to be the way forward. That's our green energy. You're saving the environment. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. It's just a way to get money off you uh, at this point, unfortunately. And until we get rid of those politicians and get in ones that are truly about, you know, advancing us and everything and, and opening things up to allow companies and corporations to do these systems themselves and maintain them themselves, we're not going to see an efficient system. That is correct. Okay, we are going to have to jump out of here this morning. Be sure to check us out later on today. We are going to be talking about uh, a little bit of the Maxwell arrest again today. Uh, We're going to get Bruce's take on it because he wasn't here yesterday because of the fourth. We're also going to be talking about uh, Gettysburg, what was was going on in Gettysburg. We're going to be discussing that. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on today. And I hope everyone has a great morning.